0: Hello, I'm Shelly Till. Welcome to the Too Much Grit to Quit podcast, where I speak to some of the greatest athletic minds about overcoming adversity and building your grit muscle. Hello, everyone. I hope you're having a great holiday season. We're sitting in between Christmas and New Year's. And if you're like me, you're probably full of cheese and booze and wondering what day it is. I had such a great discussion today on the podcast And it went a little long, but it's totally going to be worth it. But we're going to release it in two parts. So the first part is dropping tonight. The second part will come out on Tuesday night, December 29th, just before the Iowa Hawkeyes take on the Northwestern Wildcats. So without further ado, here we go. I want to welcome in my guest today. He is the CEO of Conscious Selling of Elevate, and the CEO of Luca Garza's rise to fame as the leading <laughs> scorer in the NCAA with the University of Iowa Hawkeyes. Frank Garza, it's so nice to see you. How are you?
1: <laughs> I'm well. I'm well. It's great to see you, Shelley.
0: Well, uh, you know, I miss sitting on the sidelines of uh, Carver Hawkeye Arena, about four rows up from you, and enjoying not only the game, but your antics as, as the games are going on. I, I bet that's <laughs> different for you this year. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yes. I'm, well, you're awfully kind, Shelly, to say that you enjoy the addicts. You guys, you know, it's probably, they put me in front so I don't have to see everyone behind me making fun of me because I'm looking like a turd, you know, <laughs> running around or I'm getting so upset if Luca misses a free throw, I'm smashing my fist or actually hurt my pinky last time. But yeah, no, it's way different uh, missing in there, but yeah, it's way different. Uh, as it relates to a game, but in terms of practice show, you appreciate this It's no different. I mean, it's like me being in the gym with it. I mean, and so what I have to be careful about is uh, not to be too loud because it will pick up on the, because there's no noise. And so, you know, I, I started getting the clue when the, the camera guys, like moving on the other side over there, you know, buffled up. So it's like, I've got to tone that down a little bit. Uh, yeah, there's no uh, band and no crowd noise to... to. <laughs> no crowd noise. Although the crowd noise they put in, I don't know who did it. I mean, I understand the op, you know, the optics and then just the, how the audio, you want to, you know, the sound, maybe recreate a vision or something. But some of the sound just drives you crazy. It's like... Oh. Rah, rah, rah. So anyway, it's like, I, I hope it is effective for everyone else.
0: Well, Frank, uh, we, we're going to get into the Hawkeyes and, and Luca, and he may or may not be joining us in this, in this broadcast, but you and I have never had a problem finding words amongst each other for conversation, so I think we'll be okay. <laughs> I mentioned in your introduction the CEO of Conscious Selling, CEO of um, Elevate. I want to specifically more so talk about Elevate as it pertains, obviously, to athletics but before, you know, before we jump in, for those who aren't familiar, how did you get Elevate started? And another question that comes up a lot is how is it different than, say, using a, an app like Calm or Headspace?
1: Yeah, great question. Great, great question. Well, so Elevate is a um, is, um, uh, uh, something that's deep in uh, our hearts my my dad grandpa Jimmy uh, Bill Trumbull my coach in college who passed away uh, four years ago now in October um, to uh, create the 360 athlete which is not just focused on the outside skill development you know dribble better bend your legs have your hand up shoot more jumpers Uh, And then when the pressure's on and the game goes up and there's referees and the game is real, then all that stuff tends to go out the window if you don't spend time on your inner skill conditioning and development. So we see it all the time with players. And so those people I just mentioned, my coach and Grandpa Jimmy and and Luca for that matter, too, who benefited from this and folks around the DMV was, hey, you need to get this uh, knowledge out there. And and we do because it's a it's a life skill tool that you can use in any area. Anytime, Shelley, you want your best to be forward or your best self forward, you have to go inside. And uh, normally involves closing your eyes because if you could see your potential, uh, you'd be achieving it. So you got to actually go in, lower the heart rate, use some pranayama exercises, things like that. So how does it differ from Calm and Meditate apps? Those are, are all great tools, but they're only one area of the inner skill. So you have to, you don't have to, but the way that you change and think of it like this, our brain is a, a record of the past. Mm-hmm. Our feelings are a record of our past. Our thoughts are a record of a past. So you get up the same way every day. You do the same thing over and over again. You did the same routine, etc. You get good. Go to bed at night. Did your brain grow? Did you do anything different? And with on average 60, to 70,000 thoughts a day, shall I, 95% were non-conscious too. The reality is, is you're just living out a memory of the past, feelings of the past, so that your perceptions now are conditioned to only see what your past told you to see, hear what your past allowed you to hear, and feel what your past emotions allowed you to do. So the way you have to do is you have to reprogram that. And you can't just do it for med- with meditation. Meditation is good to slow it down, but then you have to get to work you have to first get to the conditioning, which is on the outside skills, you get your heart rate up to maybe 60% of your resting pulse, maybe 80 on the top end. And inner skill work, you gotta go the other direction. You gotta lower your heart rate 15, 20 beats a minute to one breath, Shelley, per minute. One breath per minute. In for 20, hold for 20, out for 20. Well, now our athletes go up to three, three plus minutes. In for a minute, hold for a minute, out for a minute. Now, there is a benefit of that, Shelly, which is your lung capacity is one and a half, two times that of your competitor. Why? You're working out your lungs in a way that causes them to expand. See, when you're playing fast, your breath's short. When you're going inner, it's deep and long to where you can get one breath per minute. So first you have to get there. This is one step above the theta wave state in terms of sign if you want to get into the what we call plasticity and neuroscience. All of this stuff is grounded in that. We call it the biopsychosocial approach to uh, training. That's all one word, by the way, Sean. Biopsychosocial, <laughs> if you can believe it, it's all one word. <laughs> biology, sociology, psychology. You can't train a person with just looking at their biology. Oh, you're tall. You're fast. Oh, you're quick. You got to find out, hey, where do you live? What's going on at home? Sociology. And then the psychology of all this. And you got to put that all together. From the inside out. So anyway, those apps are a good start, and and continue to do this. But you have to go deep into it. You have to do things like what we call visual motor rehearsal. You've got to go into a place and reprogram. In fact, we photographed it. I showed it on a podcast uh, for uh, the Walk of Washington, where I you show, that. yeah, you show what happens when it connects. Mm-hmm. We can photograph it, so it's not even so. Rather, than your tricep, you're, you're taking. And, the, and, and, and and you've probably heard that, but this is the language of elevating, which is what fires together, wires together. So you have to fire new thoughts. Then they wire together and then they become hard. Okay. But if you don't go back and practice that twice a day, they prune apart because you're fighting your whole life experience, which is hardwired. It's a memory of the past. It's a feeling of the past. It's a sound of the past. And you got to reprogram all of that. And the great thing is you can right now just start Boom. And whatever you want to do. And the issue is you got to go inside, reprogram, update the software and move forward.
0: So I want to we're going to get deep into that. (laughs) But before we do that, my first question to you is what do you do for people? Because anybody that's new to this, anybody that's new to any kind of inner work. And as you say, the first thing you have to do is get go inside, calm things down, slow things down. The first thing that I've experienced and I know several people have experienced is that monkey mind. It's the, the you're trying to do the, the breath. <laughs> you're trying to calm the mind down and it's bouncing around off the walls. And like, and then you just for, I know for me, I feel like I, I can't do this. This isn't. What I'm
1: doing. Yeah, that's beautiful uh, that you say that, Shelly. And for all those listening, yes, that's exactly what's going to happen. Because here's the deal. 70,000 thoughts a day. 95% your body is taking over. It doesn't want you, doesn't want to give up control to you. I want the control. I want the 95%. So you got to say, just like you would your house pet or or a child's that, listen, sit, be quiet. I'm in charge. Now, how we do it, uh, here's another te- technique and I might be dating myself, Shelley. It's called The Little House on the Prairie. It was a show with uh Yes,
0: Michael, I uh, it often.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, some of our listeners may not have, but, it, you know, they'll appreciate this. You're in a prairie, you're in a valley, right? When you get 80 mile an hour winds, you know, you got to open up something. Otherwise, the house could explode. So if you just open up the front door, everything just blows up. But what do you do? You open up the front door, you open up the back door and let them go through. So when you're starting to take back control of your thoughts consciously, taking back some of those 70,000 thoughts a day that, you, you know, 95 percent, you have no control over. You're not no control right now. You have no control. You have you're non-conscious of them. Now you're gonna be a little more aware of them. So when you're doing the meditation, you're doing the pranayama, let the thought come in, hug it, baby, throw it out, laugh at it, and go let it go out the back door. And within five minutes of that continuing, five minutes on hours, no more than five minutes, it's gone. And so now we're gonna go meet that person that is with you when you read a good book in your favorite chair. Next to the fire, when you're starting to read, and that voice comes up and says, Hey, have you thought about that? Now that's who we're gonna go meet. That's the person inside you. That's where your potential is just waiting to jump out, but you've got to go meet her, and you gotta meet her on her terms, which is one breath per minute, heart rate down 15 beats a minute. So you're just in total what we call calm confidence. So now you can receive less thoughts. Shelly, but higher calibre thoughts come through. Mm-hmm. Answers to things that you're. Oh, oh, I didn't. Oh, because what's happening now is you're freeing up your potential, and it goes from what we call a particle to a wave of potentiality. And so, to get the wave rolling, we got to ignite the pineal gland, which is part of the pranayama exercise. That's the gland. It's our third eye that has all the glands to see. And it's and the Vedic Eastern traditions is what uh, they call the intuition eye the all-seeing eye, and it's where all creativity is. So you've got to use pranayama, visual, motor rehearsal, the chemistry of emotion to ignite the pineal to go out and help you see what you've never seen before when you open your eyes. What to notice now because you just programmed a new vision that you wired together because they were firing together, and now you're going to hear it, see it, feel it because you've never felt it before. We must have the strength to have a vision beyond our current motions, So the courage to go beyond that to create something new that will fire together. And that's simple. Uh, It takes vigilance. But uh, five minutes, that voice goes away. And you take back over your mind.
0: I will trust you on that. And I will continue to try to get better.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Don't say try, though. So I Uh, write Yoda says, try not Try not not try. Yeah, you know, in the Neuro Linguistic Program, which is a great body of work, even Noam Chomsky did some pieces deep in the language, is try is a word that means uh, never, ever being able to do it. So if you say try, it's never going to happen. So it's just choose to, want to, love to. Hey, I choose to spend more than five minutes, uh, 300 seconds uh, taking back over my thoughts because uh, I'm worth it.
0: Okay, Frank, there's so many directions that we can go with this. And, and uh, you know, I, for some newbies, this could be overwhelming. For me, I'm a geek about this stuff. So uh, let's talk about how utilizing what you're talking about. Obviously, you do this with Luca. But what is the, everybody in, in athletics is always looking for you know, what's my game changer? What sets me, what can I do that's going to set me apart from everybody else? Coaches are always, you know, trying to figure out what can I do that's going to differentiate my program or make us, you know, that secret sauce. How right. is this? Cause this is a secret sauce, but uh, <laughs> explain, explain to our listeners how this can help set an athlete or a team apart.
1: Well, it's uh, a couple of things. Um, you know it is the edge right it is the having the mental resiliency to like luca go two for 11 and then end up with uh, 32 and 17 rebounds he did that against penn state his, his junior year so how can you just change on the dime pivot recalibrate take back over um you know, how can one do that? You know, in Lucas' first year, he you know have a slump for five games, six games, he even lost his starting position for a couple of games there. He, he took it so bad as we can count the number of players that do that. So let's deal with the real issue, Shelley, because I know how you're you're, uh, you're not fake. You're into the real stuff. So let's give, give everyone. We're talking about performance anxiety uh, at its core. This is whatever a person's experience was their life experience and everyone is different. Everyone has a different parent, even if you have siblings. And so you're going to learn how to perform under pressure. Either one, you you get your shortness of breath, your heart rate goes up and now you're fight or flight. Your primal brain takes over and there's no way you can make a good decision. Even if you worked hard in the gym, because this has nothing to do with hours in the gym or time spent. This has to do with a refinement of the inner skills bringing your best self forward, because that's the only way you can defeat performance anxiety. And when it gets real and the ball is there and the referees are there, all the talk is out, all that yum, yum, all the chit chats over now, it's a moment of truth. Who is here? Is it your last game? Oh, I have to score. Oh, I have to do this. So you're living in the past in the present moment. Or it's the future. I need to get a rebound or I can't foul. So I foul because I just told my mind I need to foul. But none of it is being present. So performance anxiety occurs when those thoughts that you're already having take over. That 95% is just taken over and it's just running you. And why? Because number one, no one's taught this stuff, Shelley. You don't get this stuff. I mean, my corporate clients in the conscious selling world, they get it uh, because they can afford Salesforce, Slack, I mean, these gigantic corporations pay this money for us to do that, and that subsidized our, our youth programs, <laughs> But uh, and they wanted to. too, because if we can get this to a young person, or even a young professional, this, that's a life skill, you can, performance anxiety is at a job interview, it's at a deal, maybe you're trying to make a deal, you're, you're, or you're performing in front of a camera, or you're doing whatever, that's all there, so the only way to, to defeat performance anxiety is to go inside, you can't do anything on the outside. Nothing on the outside You can fix it. I mean, Buddha said it, Jesus, Muhammad. It's like, it's all within you already. Our issue, Shelley, what we do for a living is to f- help people find out what's getting in the way of them seeing that. And once they do that, like once Lucas said it, he said, okay, time out. I no longer choose to waste my time with that nonproductive energy. His self-talk changed. Hey, that's not like me. That was me in the past. And that's some of the language we learn in Elevate is you have to watch what you say. If you say try or if you say, hey, I can't miss, you'll miss. If you say, oh, I've got a rebound or I can't foul, you'll foul because you're giving directions to your mind. And whether it's good or bad for you, it's just going to serve a mechanism. So we have to change that reprogramming of how you talk to yourself. What are you saying to yourself? 60, 70,000 thoughts a day. Shelly, and over half of them are your own Mm self-talk that you're non-conscious to. It's like, oh, shit, that's not, oh, that always happens to me. I'm never good at that. It's either affirming the past, which most of it is, but nothing really affirming the future. And so
0: I want to say I want to jump in here, Frank, because you hit on something that I think is really important for everybody to hear. And that was when you said you've got to find out what's in the way. And I think a lot of times people go from this isn't working to jump to the fix and they just continue. They they try the mantras and they try the, you know, the different modalities, whether it's tapping, whether it's meditation, whether it's NLP or EMDR.
1: Crystals. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And
0: it's it. There's still that underlying um, energy conversation. That is happening within your nervous system in your body. And Bessel Vanderkult calls, according to his book, the body keeps the score. So when, when that's not addressed, when that, when in that nervous system, as you talked about, in, in right. your sympathetic, parasympathetic, that's the importance of that is just that it, it's another awareness piece, right? I, I kind of talk about this when I, when I train and speak as your history plus your environment. Determines your behavior or your performance, if you will. Right. That history piece is important. Not to get caught up in it, and like you say, not to own it—that it's your in—that it's your identity. But to understand how did this programming get in there?
1: Yeah. So do I choose to let it continue to okay? run? If you'd like to take a deeper dive into peak performance training then i invite you
0: to check out my collaboration with dr david krueger executive mentor coach and ceo of MentorPath, an executive coaching training publishing and wellness firm who guides performing professionals to achieve and sustain peak performance if you want to play to win it requires answering these two questions one how can preparation, practice, and performance be developed and applied to consistently generate optimum performance? And two, how can coaches and players individually and collectively achieve and sustain elite performance success? The three peak performance playbooks and seven webinars offer practical guidance for both coaches and players to systematically apply mind, brain, and performance sciences to achieve and sustain optimum success. To sign up for a alerts about the upcoming launch schedule please go to my website shellytill.com and there you can click on courses and then peak performance
1: and what you're describing uh shelly is what what i call people taking control of the autopilot they say okay fine i'm gonna for now twice a day i'm now meditating twice a day whether i'd like it or not and uh, no, no, no. well nothing's going to work when you you know for long when you take over the autopilot it has to be through pranayama Tingling the pineal and envisioning that new you that you go, hey. And we photographed it, right? We videoed it where it's like, okay, I no longer choose to do that because what I've been firing now, now is a new thought. Boom. And the old thought never comes back unless I feed it. Now, listen, to your point, trauma, performance anxiety. Listen, we're not responsible for the first thought because that's programming. You are the second thought. So you got to go, hey, boom. And the other thing I was going to say is what you're describing is what we call in, in the biopsychosocial approach, it's cognitive dissonance. So someone says, oh, I want to be this. And they may think about it And the uh, uh, Nobel laureate in 2000. Um, I messed up his name. Anyway, he, he measured it. When you fire a new thought, shall I? It's proven your connections go from 1,600 up to about 3,200, a doubling, actually a doubling like that. Boom. A new thought, boom. So if someone maybe have an epiphany or a thought, hey, I want to be this. It's January coming up. Oh, I'm going to do this. Okay, boom. And they may spend some time, add some chemical emotion to it because vividness and emotion create faster change. Just like touching your hand on the stove, boom. Okay, I only did it about once. That was like hyper emotion. And they said, well, you can use it the other way, right? You could do it with joy and and anticipation, just like your first field trip or your first Christmas or your first day at school. And so um, cognitive dissonance is all about you must invest in that future vision, not more than once, because what happens, uh, the laureate proved is that if you don't go back and remember that, that prunes away and it goes away so it's like you can't just do one time uh, try it real hard and it's like stop don't even do it don't even begin you you owe and again the first love the first compassion is with the self shall we so a we didn't know this stuff now we know it. can measure it, put a name to it that makes just bunkhouse logic because we're already doing it we're just taking back control of those 60 to 70 thousand thoughts so Cognitive dissonance, whatever vividness of the picture, the strength of that wins when you change. Because here's how my comfort zone is. Here's where I want to be. That difference is the dissonance. And that's what people feel. And if you're trying hard to do it, stop. You're going the wrong direction. You're trying to do it from the outside. Oh, Shelley, if I come to your class, this will do it. No, Mm -hmm. it's the other way. It's inside out. I choose to invest this time because of this result. And here's my new self-talk about that. And, um, and so anyway, um, that edge is a powerful tool that will never leave. It's a life skill. You know, you know, for those that propose, I know. I visualized when I was going to do it, When I propose, I would, in my mind, I did it all out. My, you know, I played my, in my head, the games. And so does Luca and, uh, lebron is deeply into it now um uh, you see many anywhere anyone who needs to perform at their best I'm, i guarantee you they're doing some form of inside inner skill development because you can't get to the summit or stay at the summit without
0: you. well and talk about frank in especially now in this COVID 19 environment that we are all in I know you you see it corporately, but the, the impact, the effect that this has on athletes right now, because, you know, athletics normally is very regimented. It's very planned out. You know where you're going to be every minute of the day. You know when your games are, you know, you know, your routine on game day. And the routine of athletics has been turned upside down. So just if you can talk about what you've seen and and just the effect that that has on and and it also is a is an argument if you will for why doing this type of work is even more important in the midst of uncertainty and being out of routine
1: yeah no great insightful question so like it's all of those things you're describing causes um toxicity within the body cortisol gets released just thinking about those things and so the the big picture is If an athlete doesn't have a chance to release that, and some of you can do by grid and exercise, but maybe it's too much, it's overemphasized, you hurt yourself. And what it really needs to be is release from the body's natural way of releasing it uh, rather than holding on to it. So, yeah, how valuable is having an inner game to not just escape, but to go to that area of calm, confidence, settle yourself down, focus, uh, you know, just boom, engage the mechanism and be fully present regardless of what's happening. Cause the truth is, Hey, Shelly, there's nothing on the outside that anyone can do that can affect you. You have to agree to any of it. When You get to that calm confidence, which again, what can be accomplished on purpose can't be achieved by accident. You, you don't get there. You might have one game to get there. Hey man, I couldn't miss, right? I was on it. Okay. Show me your next seven games. Well, I, Uh, you know uh, know what we're talking about elite consistent performance that can only come from uh, devoting time to your skill in other words Shelley, if you work out three hours a day and you're doing that on the outer skills hey give me 45 minutes right it's all you need give me 45 minutes and guess what you're going to want it to be two hours because you're going to find out if i do more inner work my outer work performs better because the rule is You're only going to perform in a manner on the outside that's consistent with your inner skill conditioning. And if you haven't been conditioning it, oops, chances are that all that outside stuff is going to determine your performance rather than you, your inner stuff, determining your performance. It's simple. And we have the same simple, not easy. Mm -hmm. Why is it not easy? Well, 70,000 thoughts a day, you know, you're how old? Times that every day, thinking that doing the same thing. That's a hardwired circuitry that we're going to break, mm-hmm. form new ones, big bigger internal muscles, and no longer be that person, um, but the person that you've defined that goes beyond your current emotions. Your current, in other words, you got to you got to choose something that you don't even know what it feels like yet. Right. Yeah.
0: And that's, that's actually, I think what is so it's, it's kind of a double-edged sword. It's like, as you mentioned, the more years you've been this way, the the longer it's going oh, yeah. to take to kind of reverse or re- rewire reprogram, which is exciting and hopeful. And yet it also, I think creates a bit of skepticism oh. uh, comes, comes to mind in the, you know, the longer you've been on yeah. this earth, <laughs> well
1: you can still do it dear you can still do it uh, in sh- even shorter time because of the intelligence and wisdom that comes from that here's the thing you have to have be aligned in your inner self mm-hmm. for it to happen like that you have to be in alignment so that you're not hey here it is and then you know in other words the best definition ever Shelley, of an attitude because i asked these i asked all our students say hey, what's an attitude well it's a positive attitude is this. Yeah, Everyone has a different answer. And so no, the one that we found to be the most, I think, uh, clairvoyant is the one that pilots use when they fly. So she or he's up there. And an attitude, Shelley, is the direction that I'm leaning relative to the horizon. So the issue is, am I leaning toward my goals with my behavior or am I going away? So that is, you're leaning toward them. You have a positive attitude toward your horizon or your vision. And if you're doing behaviors that are taking you away, well, then you have a negative attitude and all of which you can fix. So your attitude in, 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 in aeronautics and in life, your attitude determines your altitude. Mm-hmm. And so uh, all of this stuff is in, in that, you know, Elevate program that you were talking about that really is the difference of elite performance consistency because it, it must be... Uh, from inside out training, not outside in.
0: Before we get into the specifics and the application of that, specifically as it pertains to Luca and the work that you've done with him, I'm curious to know the bigger picture effect of this, because I see this as a, as a really wonderful tool and, and to be able to use in terms of relationships just in general. Relationships, oh, yeah. And more importantly, when there is a rupture in a relationship right how do you yeah. see this if someone's listening to this and they might have that going yeah. on in their life right now yeah. what is a way that they could potentially harness this and-
1: Yeah. what a beautiful uh what a you know, what a beautiful question uh in terms of yeah let's map it back to some real you know let's get outside the game yeah and here's the beauty of it um uh, particularly in a relationship i don't care if it's been a month or you know and, my my partner's mother-in-law I mean, passed after they were married 76 years. Can you imagine? And she, he passed away earlier in the year, and then, of course, she did shortly thereafter, which is very common in those you know, life-long relationships. But it doesn't matter how long. The issue is uh, there's some kind of pattern recognition deal going on there, that things the behaviors are going on, emotions are going on. All based upon the past, nothing about the future. There's not one future m- emotion, feeling. <laughs> you know, it's just that, again, the brain's a record of the past. And if you don't do anything different, you know, try getting out of the bed a different way, lift the hand up a different way, and then watch how more aware you are. It's like, oh God, I didn't realize that was that way. You know, just do it to exercise the mind and, and don't get caught into the matrix, you know, just living out an archaic software program. Most of which, Shelly, you learn is you had nothing to do with it. was It's your dad's view of you that you adopted. And you didn't even know because you were six. This is me. Why? Well, because someone told me to. And and you're non-conscious of it because 60, 70,000 dollars a day again, 95%. You have nothing to do with your body saying, get out, Shelly. I'm in charge of it. So here's the thing with the relationships. Recognize that's going on. And we must go to what Deepak calls um, attention energizes intention transforms, Shelly, And we add on to it, visualization is what crystallizes it all. So if I put my attention on uh, the things that I don't like, then I'm going to energize that in you and in me, right? But if I put my, I say, we say put your attention on your intention. But if I put my intention on how I want to treat you and how I want to be treated, and we focus on that, Boy, things transform. But you've gotta lower your heart rate 15 beats. You've got to go into that area of deep, calm confidence. We do alternate breath as for brain balance, you know, where we cover up the nostril, we go in, and then we hold it and go down. We do that for about five minutes, then we do a deep uh, into what we call calm confidence. And then when you're in that state, that's when you take whatever's coming to you about the relationship. You don't pre-plant it, you don't do any of that garbage. why? That voice that talks to you, Shelley, when you're reading or when you're in the bath, just totally hanging out, and it's boom, and it starts talking to you. That's you. So they got over there and got the answer. They got folks that was like waiting for the question, right? They're waiting for you to listen, to slow down, take back control of your thoughts consciously and go, okay, this just came up for me, and then lay it out there, but it'll be coming from the heart. So then you go from what we call defensive mode into growth mode, where that growth mode scientifically now, it's really important for people to listen. You go from a particle of potential, which means you're locked on to what's going to happen. It's a predictable future based upon the fact you're living in the past. It's a predictable future. No, Now we go into a wave of potentiality. This is quantum mechanics. This is quantum in the minute. Now we go to a wave of potentiality, and you can stop that wave at any time in a new area, in a new direction. And that to be able to do that, though, Shelley, got to tingle the pineal gland. I've right? got to do the pranayama, but most importantly, we can't do it till we've brought ourselves down and our thoughts are down, and all that outside stuff gets disconnected, and now we're just being real. So, how many of us have tried not doing that? Right? How many times have you tried to come in and just go bang? I mean, what gets accomplished? Yes. Right.
0: Well, and it's not just in a, a, you know, a a relationship between a couple, but this is parent-child relationship. Oh,
1: exactly. Well, it's even amplified.
0: And coach-player relationship. Oh, exactly. (laughs) My coaching brain is going, okay, (laughs) this is the secret weapon,
1: people. It is the edge.
0: How people aren't lined up at your doorstep, online, whatever. I I mean... (laughs) In all of the training that I've done, it's every coach is looking for that. What is the
1: secret? Oh, one? my gosh. It's a competitive advantage in every situation. On every and under. The thing well. about you mentioned, that beautiful question about what an athlete do now. Well, guess what? Our kids are prepared because they're there in the mind first. So they can take, I am prepared for anything. Why? I prepared my mind for it. I don't care if the referee shows up late. If we get canceled, doesn't matter. We're here to win. And okay. so not going to happen every time. Nine. but guess what? Is my behavior taking me toward my horizon or away? And when you focus on that, my, minor to the macro, right? You know, mm-hmm. um, micro to the macro, right? In terms of that, uh, you take care of the little stuff; the big stuff happens. So you can break it down to: Is this behavior that I'm doing taking me toward or away where I want to go? It makes decision making so easy. Um, but pranayama Shelley, is our superpower and I've yeah. said this I've asked people many times hey how long for people yeah don't breathing exercises that. so the the science of breath it comes from the old Vedic. it comes from this comes from the another continent right mm-hmm. this comes from stuff we can learn from the the yogis the mystics the ones that talk about that and they have to have I mean they laugh at us over there and yeah I was talking to a in India <laughs> sure. yeah I was talking to a friend of mine in, in, uh, Nepal, and in Nepal they're laughing. So oh, you guys do this meditation. I mean, they they learn it immediately because they live in terrible conditions. And the only way to live a karmic life is just in the mind. and It doesn't matter what's going on out there. You know, you just find a way to find bliss, you know, enjoy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but not to, uh, I mean, it three weeks without food. Okay. You can probably last about three weeks without food. You, water about three days. If you're older, maybe only a day. How long, Shelly, can you live without a breath?
0: Is this, is this
1: a rhetorical question? or No, it's just a question <laughs> to you. How, how long? Well, I'll answer it just because of time. I'll just say Please one. Do. One. So you got one breath, right? So how often do you practice eating? Well, three, four, five. If Luca, you're seven times a day. If, if <laughs> uh, right, seven to eight times, get the small meals rather than three huge ones. Um, drinking, we do it every day. Breathing, consciously, intentionally, none. Mm-hmm. And so we give away our superpower. I'm saying reclaim it. Everything we're talking about in Elevate is like, you already got it. You're already doing it. Take it back over. Reclaim it because your body's saying, forget it. I do it better than you. Shelly, no, no, no. You can't do that. Get up. No, no, no. And then pretty soon yeah. it just rolls over. You're just like a dog, just like a pet. You say, hey, sit, go back, lay down. Mm-hmm. okay. Now you get into the wave of your own potentiality, and that is a beautiful place to be. And the universe conspires with you when you're in that zone. Guess why? It's proven mathematically that all this great intention goes up and is out there in the cosmic uh, ether, and you can tap right into it. That's what all the yogis do. That's what Einstein did to get to his theory of relativity.
0: Yeah, I used to talk to my... You know, my kids played at Iowa and I even in in their younger years and middle school and high school and, you know, they'd come home and they'd be just in a crappy mood and complaining, you know, about coach did this or said this or whatever, you know, whatever the situation was or officials or this teammate. And it's like, stop giving away your power.
1: Exactly. Well, that was very insightful because that's. And guess what, if you've done that for 10, 15, 20 years, this is what we need to break. We see, we need to break that predictable future, uh, which is, again, based on the past. There's no future in the past. The past is relevant insofar as it illuminates the present. So what in the past can I learn from? Well, here's where I am. I need to improve here. I need to do that. Okay, disconnect from the past. There's no future in it. There's no value in it. And have a vision beyond you Know and so you can fire something new and get into the ways, but here's the truth of it all superpowers the breath, pranayama uh, exercises combined with visual mode rehearsal and triggering. I call tinkling and tickling the pineal, right? Got to stimulate it, got to bring energy to it, and then uh, be into that one breath per minute zone. We call it the calm confidence. And design your future. You know, the best way to predict your future is, is to create it. And that's where you do it. Uh, and most importantly, in the relationships. Uh, because, you know, you know, you know. I don't want to maybe go this direction, but uh, so you cut it out, Shelly, if you want to. But I feel like, uh, you know, uh, for the nunjis, you know, I knew Mark. And I was uh, just a fan of his. Uh, he's a daily hero. What he did every day was like Jesus. Uh, anyway. So you don't know when it's going to be gone. You know, time is non-refundable. And to be present in the moment, seeing someone for who they are right there, rather than some predictable vision based upon history, Mm. archaic software rather than right here. What are you saying? What are you doing? Man, what a gift.
0: Yeah.
1: What a gift. So it goes beyond performance. Right. But in terms of coaching, like you're talking about, could you imagine how, Kids would almost just like you know just be unleashed for their potential if they could work on inner
0: Jackson effect.
1: Well, oh, hey, he's yeah. a beautiful point. It's even his book, Sacred Hoops. Just go you know read it. Just don't even listen to me. Go do that. <laughs> it's like you know we've developed a program. We've done it. We've proven it. We've done the lab work, which is what you what you've mentioned about with Luca and stuff like that. So and that brings partner, me,
0: Frank. I want yeah. to know. Let's talk. Let's get specific so people can understand the application of this. That's a wrap for this edition of Too Much Grit to Quit on Blue Wire Hustle. I'm your host, Shelley Till. Please join me again the next time and make sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform.